Welcome to the Josh Anderson Podcast. Here is a lovely day here in Minnesota. And I'm going to talk about the last round of the Monster Energy Supercross Series. And it's going to be a tough one. Pretty much for fans because there's nothing left to talk about. Uh, Chase Sexton is going to be your 2023 Monster Energy Supercross Champion in the 450 class. Jet Lawrence is going to be the 250 champion in the West, and Hunter Lawrence is in the East Supercross 250 championship. So when we look at everything, it's kind of just going to be a last round of who finishes what in the point standings. So let's bring those point standings up here. But either way, it's just going to be a who's who, who can get the bonus points, and who can uh, who can survive the last round and head on to pro motocross, who's ever going to ride pro motocross, and who's going to ride world supercross. So bringing up the point standings here, it's going to be a tough one for the 450 class, especially since there's only going to be two factory riders left. And as we look at that, let's bring the points standings up here. Chase Sexton. Uh, all he has to do is show up. Uh, Eli Tomac obviously crashed out last week. It was a brutal crash in terms of just tearing out your Achilles. Uh, there's pretty much, he has a seven-point advantage now, Chase Sexton does. And he's going to be your champion. Um, when I look at this championship, I, I kind of look at it kind of maybe a little bit like uh, Ryan Dungey's 2010 Supercross Championship victory where... Uh, Villapoto was out in St. Louis because of a leg, leg injury, and then uh, Ryan Dungey won. But the only difference is the only difference I see here is Sexton is faster than what, what Ryan Dungey was then. But either way, uh, there is no asterisk on this championship. You have to be surviving all 17 rounds. And you know, for Legacy of Tomac, I'll, I'll do another pod on that. It sucks, but uh, what that's going to do is the first two places in the 450 Supercross points are pretty much set. Uh, it's going to be Sexton and Tomac, so both will get, well, Sexton will get the million-dollar bonus there. If uh, Tomac had anything for bonuses there, he'll get that. Uh, Ken Roxon will, he pretty much just has to get two points, and he'll get third in the championship, if he has any bonuses there, he'll get that. And then, so Cooper Webb probably will drop the fourth. Uh, Barsh is not racing. He's getting ready for pro motocross, especially with his collarbone. Hopefully, he'll be uh, healthy for that. And then, uh, uh, Jason Anderson will pretty much stay sixth. As I said before, Barsha pretty much will stay fifth. Uh, and then, I, if this is where it gets interesting. If you do the math real quick, I don't think 213, 191, I don't think he can pretty much do anything, but I think AP and Adam will pretty much stay seventh. Well, let me look really look at this. I am sorry as I'm looking at this for the first time. Adam is in a points battle with Justin Hill. They're both tied at 191. So Adam has to beat Justin Hill for eighth and ninth. Now, I don't think... Justin Hill's doing outdoors. He is doing World Supercross. So in terms of the SMX races, Adam will beat uh, Justin Hill in the overall standings. But 
in terms of the making sure uh, Justin Hill makes the SMX races, he'll he'll want to do the best he can. But for a little bit more bonus money in the top 20, Adam will pretty much want at least another podium heading into the outdoors. Uh, Dean Wilson, he should finish at least 10th in the point standings. And um, he hasn't said it. He has a, still a one year left on his contract. And uh, we'll see if he wants to do one more year AMA and then just do World Supercross only. We'll see about that. And, and if... Uh, this is another part. So 11th place is Christian Craig at 150. Colt Nichols is at 141. If Colt Nichols races and actually makes it all the way through, he will pass Christian Craig in points. Now, if he does not race, and if Shane McElrath and Josh Hill both do the performance of what they did in Denver, they will move up to 11th and 12th in points. But that pretty much only depends upon if they are successful what they did in Denver. And that and there's no word on if Colt Nichols is racing. He DNF'd in Denver. So there's but that all depends upon if he races. Uh, then there's Kyle Chisholm. Chisholm pretty much will stay in 15th place. There's nobody there's nobody in front of him to catch and there's nobody behind him. Uh, Benny Bloss isn't racing, and this is where it's going to be tough. Benny should stay in the top 20 in points. 91 is pretty good, but he might finish in 20th, um, or at least 19th. Uh, Savachi is in danger of mi missing the top 20 because if you look at it, it's Morans, Harlan, Justin Starling, and F Frederick Noren. Morans is at 84. Uh, Grant Harlan's at 81. Justin Starling is at 79. Justin Cooper's at 76. He's not racing. He's, he's already out of the top 20. And Frederick Noren Frederick is at 72. And then Josh Cartwright is at 69. So we'll see who it is possible if any any, any of those guys drop out that uh, jo Joey Savage or sorry, DNF. Josh or Joey Savacci could hypothetically stay in the top 20, but he's like, I want those money. But it is his fault for not racing. You now, he could have been a privateer, privateer, he bought his own bike. He didn't make enough money to do this year, but he chose not to. So, because of that, there were enough injuries with the privateers, and now he could fall out of the top 20. But, like I said, that depends upon Grant Harlan's injured torn labrum. He finished a great race last week. Justin Starling was on the Pulp Show. He wants to finish in the top 20. He's counting the points. So we'll, that's the point situation. Um, it sucks for Cade. Cade, I think, has more talent than Moran's Harlan and more speed than, hypothetically than Starling. But again, like last year, um, Cade just had a uh, rough start to the year and then uh, a couple of injuries. And now he is going to miss the top 20, but he still scored a lot of points. So that is the point situation going into the 450 class. Uh, other note is Alex Ray. It might be his last professional race in Supercross. That is where he's headed. In the 250 West class, um, obviously it depends upon who makes the main, but uh, RJ Hampshire is pretty much going to finish second in points. Obviously just the champion. Uh, it is a battle for third in points. Enzo Lopes and Kitchen are um, only 
Uh, it's a two-point difference, 137 to 135. So pretty much whoever finishes better there will get third in points. Uh, and then it's going to be a battle for fifth in points between Max Volen and Mitchell Oldenburg. It's 121 to 117. Now, Max has a pretty good shot of finishing above Mitchell. But, uh, you know, obviously with a uh, east-west east -west showdown, you have a little bit more of a gap there. Uh, obviously, missing last um, East Rutherford kind of hurts Oldenburg. And we really never did find out why the team didn't go. And then Pierce Brown's not racing. McAdoo is not racing. So if Cole Thompson, well, McAdoo's going to drop, and then Pierce Brown is going to drop. If Cole Thompson and Derek Kelly have good races, good solid races, and but that would be a podium level races. They do have a shot of passing at least Cameron McAdoo, but that's they have to have a hell of a race. And like I said, they have to be Jet, they have to be Hunter, and that's podium level races because they, they at least have to get 11 points to beat Pierce Brown and 13. But like I said, this is an East West shootout, so they have to beat Jet, RJ, Enzo, Levi, Max. So we'll see about that. As we go down the further the list, um, Mumford, Mumford, good race there. Could maybe get Robbie Wageman, but he has to have score a hell of a lot more points there. And then uh, let's go to the East points here. Uh, obviously, Hunter, Hunter, so far ahead of everyone, it is ridiculous. Uh, Hayden Deacon has a two-point advantage over Max Anstey, so hopefully he keeps it clean. Um, I'm a little weary about that because Hunter, or sorry, Hayden can be a little aggressive, and Max is typically not that. So hopefully he stays away. And then if you look at the rest of the points, a uh, Jordan, unless Hayden and Max DNF and Jordan podiums, there's not really going to be a difference between second and third in points. But uh, a, a clean race from Jordan will get him fourth in points. Uh, for fifth in points is a four-point differential between Chris Blos and Jeremy Martin. It's 132 to 128. So if Jeremy beats Chris Blos and Chris struggles, Jeremy could get top five in points, and that will be Jeremy's best Supercross season in quite a while where he made it. Um, well, he missed one round, but at least he made a majority of the rounds going into outdoors. Um, Nate Thrasher will continue to drop in points. And uh, Tom Vial, at least a consistent round from Tom Vial, well, he will finish 7th in points. And if Colin Park has at least double-digit worth of points, he will actually pass Nate Thrasher in points. And then it will be up to the other place is, is if um, Henry Miller scores 3 more points than Cody Shock. Henry Miller, and by the way, uh, well, Henry Miller will finish top 10 in the 250 East standings, if you remember the last East-West shootout, Henry Miller just missed the uh, showdown in the LCQ. Um, it was a pretty close race. Uh, Henry Miller actually was in the last place position, then got passed, and then uh, screwed up on the last, uh, last turn going into the finish line. So that's what the standings look like going into... Uh, the East-West shootout, it's going to be, like I said, all the championships are decided, so you're going to see Chase Sexton get his plate. Um, 
Next podcast, I will talk about uh, Chase, uh, Chase Sexton, uh, Eli Tomac's legacy, where I believe with him. Where I view that uh, the 250 points, uh, Antine kind of went into the where there's not going not gonna to be the regions anymore. I actually called into the Pulp Show about that and let my feelings known about that. But, you know, Mathis disagreed and said, you know, in, even his guest even said that uh, it's past its purpose now. But we'll see because we, we really need to discuss that. And then I kind of want to talk about Race Day Live and what they need to do in the future to improve that because I – Watching that 17 rounds is just frustrating. I watch NHRA, and that is a fine product to watch. Now, they have a lot, a little bit more editing, so it's not consistently live, but that's just, I watch other events, and I understand that it's a little bit more organic, and even they explain stuff to new viewers, but they don't do it to an embarrassing level that Supercross does. And that, and Pro Motocross doesn't even do it to the level that Supercross does, so that's where we're at so anyway first podcast i've done in a while and a little choppy here but i gotta start somewhere and it's hard doing these things when you haven't done it in over a year so anyway thank you and have a good day